So welcome to today's call. I'm Sally Harrison with the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. And today we have the um, pleasure of having Jay O'Donnell, the Assistant Economic Development Director for the City of Mesa join us to talk about the Mesa Cares Small Business Reemergence Grant and Technical Assistance Program. Jay, I don't know that you couldn't have gotten that a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's going to update us on the program and um, all of the information that's been going out from the city and other partners like the chamber and other chambers. And we're just excited to have her here because she is the one that holds all the information about these programs. And uh, today she's going to share that. That's why we're recording so others can um, learn about this program. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Jay and uh, if you have questions, if you'd like to type them in the group chat, Bob and I will assist Jay in those questions after she's finished with the presentation. And Jay, you have um, the screen to share. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Sally, for having me today. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's joining the, the Zoom call. I, um, I know that time is a luxury and I will do my best to impart as much information as I possibly can uh, in a short amount of time about this program. I also wanted to let you know that we have Kim Lofgreen on the call. He's our Marketing and Business Development Manager at the City of Mesa for the Office of Economic Development. So if any of you have ideas for Kim on how to reach different audiences or if you would like to help spread the word, he's a great person to contact and get to know. Um, I did want to start with just um, a, a presentation to walk you through some of the, the grant and the technical assistance pieces. So I'm going to um, attempt to share my screen here. And um, while this is coming up, I will, there we go. Just share a little bit of information about the Mesa Cares program. Uh, as many of you may know, we received, the city of Mesa received an allocation of funding from the CARES Act. It was uh, an allotment of $90 million specifically to help those communities who are larger than 500,000 uh, population. And obviously Mesa is one of those. Um, and so we took, we took a look at that lump sum and tried to be very strategic about the urgent needs in the community um, based on a survey that we did. It was really a community and business assessment survey that was done very, very early on when COVID-19 hit and things started shutting down and the stay-at-home order came into play. Um, this was really done in the, the first couple of weeks when that, when that all started happening. So based on what we learned from those surveys, we created a number of different programs, one being the food security program for Mesa, um, second, the small business reemergence program, which includes financial assistance, a grant program, and then technical assistance as well that's going to be offered uh, free to businesses in Mesa. And then there's a third prong to this, which is marketing. And we're going to be doing a couple of different campaigns 
which include local marketing to promote the businesses who are open in Mesa and reopening in Mesa. And then there will be a visitor campaign component as well, trying to bring back the visitor industry to Mesa and also um, trying to offer some staycation values for residents to take advantage of um, over the summer and into the fall. With that, I will start um, with the grant program in particular. And just to uh, let you know that, again, this, this program is a grant program. It's not a loan. Um, we really needed to, to take the money that we were allocated, which um, for the grant program is $18 million. Um, we are taking that and using it to assist eligible Mesa businesses with up to 90 days of utility and rent or mortgage payments. Um, the amount of grant received will be based on the number of applications and obviously the funding available. So the more applications we receive, um, we may need to, to spread things a little bit differently based on um, the amount of money we have, but it's really aimed at those businesses who have experienced interruption caused by required closures. Applications are open now. You can go onto the website, it's mesaaz.gov forward slash CARES Biz Grant. The deadline for submitting applications is May 24th, so it's Sunday, this Sunday at 5 p.m. We do have a CARES customer service line that is open every day, 8 to 5. So please, if you are interested or you not know other businesses who need support, they are welcome to call the hotline um, anytime during that eight to five period, even Saturdays and Sundays. I wanted to let you know that for the application process, it's not terribly difficult. It's just better if you are prepared going into the application. So the first thing that you should do is read the information and requirements before you attempt to fill out the application. And the reason for that is because there are eligibility questions, there are forms required for, if you're requesting for you know utilities, for example, you need to submit utility documentation. And it's just easier if you have it all in one place in your computer or on your phone before you start filling out the application. It will go more smoothly and it will take less time. So the criteria that we're using for this particular program is that a business has to be located at a physical commercial address in the city of Mesa. And there is address verification available on the website. You can type in your address and um, it will tell you exactly how to fill it out um, best in your application so that it's verifiable very quickly. And um, we also have prioritized businesses that have not received any CARES Act funding to date. So those, those are funds that have already been distributed or that people have, have applied for, including the Payroll protect, Protection Program or the uh, Emergency uh, Economic, industry, economic in Injury Disaster Loan Program. There's also, there are also a couple of other programs. One is Health and Human Services, um, but we're just asking if 
you have had CARES Act funding already that you wait um, for the technical assistance program to come out. You're still welcome to go through this application if you want to. Um, it's just that you'll be ineligible for this particular program, but you'll still be eligible for the technical assistance. And then businesses um, need to obviously um, have, have some evidence that they've suffered negative financial impacts um, due to the governor's executive orders that said you have to close um, or you can have limited service options, but it's really for the purpose of stemming the spread of, of COVID-19. And I missed a V there. Um, the other, the other thing I just wanted to mention, I'm not going to read this slide, but there are specific types of businesses not eligible for the program, and we, we're following SBA guidelines for this. So this isn't necessarily, you know, Mesa saying you can't do this. It's really the Small Business Administration guidelines that we've, we've used. So real estate investment firms, publicly held companies, gambling uh, institutions, banks, credit unions, uh, you know, firms engaged in illegal activities, that sort of thing, um, which obviously I'm sure you would imagine. It's a government program and um, that's, that's what we're following. So second step, um, the documents that you're going to need for filling out this form, um, every application we request a W-9. That, that is required. Then, depending on what you are submitting, if you're requesting both um, utilities or mortgage or rental assistance, you just need to provide documentation for those, uh, those costs as well. And the invoices or statements need to be dated after March 1st of this year. Um, and by dated after this year, I, I actually mean that it needs to be um, March 1st through the end of May. Um, we had an application come in today that submitted June um, 2020, and it's a new lease. So no, we're not covering that. It's a 90-day period from March 1st through the end of May. The utilities that you can submit include electric, natural gas, water, waste, internet, and telecom. And if you want to submit your expenses for all of those, you are welcome to. You just have to have bills for those dated after March 1st. Minimum of three documents are required. So you have the W-9 and say, for example, you're submitting your rental, um, your rental payment. That's two things, but you're not going to request any help with utilities. You still need one more document to submit to verify your business address. And please, I can't stress this enough, make sure all of your documentation has your commercial business address on it. Um, if it doesn't match, we can't accept it as verification. So you'll need to upload the additional documentation as a third piece um, if you're only requesting utilities or facility assistance. And now you're ready to fill out the application. So this is basically the page that you land on when you go to mesaaz.gov CARES Biz Grant. And you can see that our application is offered in four languages, English, Spanish, Chinese, as well as Vietnamese. So if you um, 
If you have any issues uh, working to fill out the application, we do have Spanish speakers in the call center that can help. And if need be, we can also get Chinese or Vietnamese, Vietnamese speakers as well. We just have to have an appointment and there are five days left in this program. So um, please apply sooner rather than later if there's any intention or any need um, to have special services. You do need to um, log into the application and basically accept the terms and conditions from Blue Ink. So Blue Ink is the vendor providing this application for us and they have you know terms of use and privacy policy. There's a button that you just hit continue and that accepts the terms of use and the policy. So once, once you um, review and sign the button to begin the application, you'll see this continue button at the top of the screen, click that and it will get you then fully into the application. So this is what your email looks like, um, although mine's in Spanish because I, I filled out a Spanish one the other day as a test, but you'll actually get an email from Mesa Cares saying, hello, this is the start of your application. Please review this and sign. You'll click the review and sign button and then it puts you back into the application. What kind of information are you going to be asked to provide? We are asking basic business information. So you're, um, you'll be able to choose from a drop-down zip code menu. When did your business first open in Mesa? We are also asking the number of full-time equivalent employees that you had prior to March 1st. And then how many full-time employees do you currently have now? Because we know that in the majority of the, the businesses, there's going to be a decrease and we want to just see the percentage of decrease. And we also ask if you've received any additional grants related to COVID-19. And it's, it's basically a yes, no, no question. And if you answer yes, we ask you just to describe what those are. There are several businesses who are getting grants from um, Local First, LISC, Verizon, Facebook, Google. So there are other programs out there that are obviously available. And we think it's great if, if they've um, received funding from other areas. It, it does not um, exclude them from this program. It's just something that we wanted to know. Uh, is this a home-based business? As I mentioned, um, this program currently is not for home-based businesses, but the technical assistance program is. Um, and then the business structure and industry, we also ask you to fill out. It's a drop-down um, field, so you can pick from the type of business, how you're set up from a tax reporting purpose, and then the industries that we have to choose from are far and, and wide. Um, it is very rare that a business would have to choose other, um, but we have had a couple. So please just be um, diligent when you're filling out the application and look for the industry that most aligns with what service you're providing. And personal care services is, is one of those that I think is probably the most difficult um, for some folks, but it's, it's really like, you know, um, hairstylists and barbershops, nail salons, fitness, gyms, that kind of thing. So on the application, you'll be asked to provide a three month estimate of your rent or your mortgage payment. So if your rent, for example, is $1,500 a month, your three month estimate would be $4,500. 
And then you're also going to be asked if you're requesting utility support, uh, you'll be asked for a three month estimate of your utilities. And this is an aggregate. So if my phone is 100 and my electric is 200 and my internet is 100, that's $400 a month. So my three month estimate would be $1,200. After that, after you fill out those fields, you'll also be asked if you're interested in receiving free technical assistance. It's a yes, no question, but if you do answer yes, we ask that you fill out or check as many boxes as you would like, but we're pr providing um, through our vendors a variety of technical assistance over the next six months to Mesa-based companies, ranging from e-commerce to marketing, accounting, uh, recession planning and preparedness, signage, COVID-19 related H HR services, legal services, workplace safety, and then physical distancing design assistance, which if you're not a restaurant or a retailer may not be as important, but for restaurants and, and even hospitality companies uh, and, and retailers, there may need to be a new flow figured out for their business as well as how to set up their dining rooms. So not only to, to minimize the space that um, people are sitting in next to one another, but to really maximize the ROI. So how do you get as many, as many people seated and as um, even menu, you know, organizing the menu to be more profitable in a way, so some of that can even be one-on-one -on -one consulting with restaurant experts on how to design a menu and really rethink your business model for restaurants and retailers. So once you get through the technical assistance category, you'll review and attach your supporting documentation. So this is where you'll upload a file or you can take a photo and post it that way. Um, and this is for when you're posting your rent or mortgage assistance, as well as the W-9. So you can upload multiple attachments uh, and the, the same goes for utility documentation. If you're not asking for rent or mortgage assistance, you can actually clip, click the skip button near the lower left of the screen. And it looks like this down here. So, um, Always know that if you need to go forward, you can skip it. You don't have to click save and next, but when you are done uploading, click save and save and next. This is what the upload screen looks like. So you can see this is my um, estimate for mortgage or lease um, rental assistance, $4,500 there. And then I, I didn't need to upload three files, but um, I was practicing and so I've got you know, a couple of resumes in here, um, which is also something that's been happening. Um, people aren't necessarily um, uploading what they should. So again, just make sure you have your documentation ready to go before you start the application process. And on the, um, on the you, you'll probably only have one file here unless you have, for example, a lease agreement and a statement from your landlord, that's fine. Um, depending on how many utilities you submit, you might have six to eight documents in there and then it totals things for you. 
Again, down at the bottom, you can save and continue or you can skip. So once you upload your utility or mortgage information, you can also um, at that point upload your W-9. The W-9 is required. So make sure you upload that and then click Save and Next when you're finished with that. The, the options to kind of review your information and in, you can go back and edit data. Um, you can also press next when you're ready to move on. The, the one thing I wanted to tell you is that if, you'll, if you neglect to complete any required fields or you've entered incorrect data, maybe you typed a, a wrong character in for a number, you know, you were trying to fill out 41 and it came up 4x, um, it will take you back and it will, it will tell you the error see above for details and it'll call out like this is a required property or this should be a number. So that's kind of a nice feature, I think, um, for those people who are maybe going too fast through the application. There's also a certification and signature section, which is required. We ask very specifically, um, this, is, this is essentially an affidavit saying that everything you're submitting is true and accurate. There are four different buttons in here. So the permission to verify your information is also a box and you have to, you have to individually click each box as you go through it. So you can see the, the certificate of authorization, um, the permission to verify the information. And then the third box there is I understand that I'm submitting everything and it's, it's true and accurate. Um, the check mark, you actually put your cursor in the check box, but you click it down here and then it checks the box up there. So just look for this down at the bottom of your screen. The fourth box is basically to um, choose a signature, um, or excuse me, it's to ask for um, if, a, if, if you would like a city, uh, city staffer to contact you and get in touch with you about the application, you can fill that out too and just check it and we'll follow up with you. There's a signature button at the lower um, center of the screen. You just hit apply signature and you can pick whether you wanna type it or whether you, what font you want or whether you wanna draw it. So once you do that, you hit submit document and you are completed. It's, it's a done, done deal. The good news is you get an email that says you've su successfully submitted your documents and then your documents are ready. It tells you that you have a, um, an authorization code or a, a, an ID number basically. And in my application, it starts with the GPO. I've circled it there. So that's your application ID. And then you have a pin to get back into your um, document to see if it's to see where it is in the status. This is the status check. So you can go back onto the website. You can go to status checker, click on that, and then you can plug in your application ID, your PIN number, and click get status. And it will give you an update of where your application is in the process. Again, deadline for submission is Sunday at 5 p.m. The award notifications will be sent out um, hopefully within 10 days of 
the the deadline so 24th what is that the june 5th ish um so we're doing our best to get through these applications and to make these awards um, very uh, very quick and efficient because we know the businesses who are applying need them immediately they need the money now uh, and we're doing the best we can to get those to get those out so just make sure if you are applying that you add mesa cares business at mesaaz.gov to your contact list to make sure that it can come through we're partnering with rail mesa mesa chamber east valley hispanic chamber and the asian chamber of commerce to not only market this program but to also assist their stakeholders and constituents in filling out the applications and understanding this process. So if you have any questions, you're welcome to contact me, but you can also contact anyone at these organizations as well. And then moving on to the technical assistance program, if that's okay, Sally, I don't know if you want me to take questions on the grant program or keep going on the, on the tech assist side, you tell me what's, what's best. I, I'd go ahead and keep going and then we can just do all the Q and A at the end. All right, so the technical assistance program provides assistance to Mesa businesses, Mesa-based businesses, and it, it's covering a wide variety of business topics. And they will be provided in various formats, including webinars, live Q&A sessions, and one-on-one -on -one business counseling. So these are all free of charge to participating businesses. We have an application process for that program as well. The applications are not open yet. They'll open the week of the 25th. We'll send out a, a press release about that. It will be on our social media once we do open up those applications. This is a much broader uh, program for many more businesses. So you still have to be located in the city of Mesa, but even if you received any sort of SBA funding, that's okay. You're still eligible for this program. Home-based businesses are also eligible for this program. And obviously we want to make sure that, especially those businesses who have suffered negative impacts due to COVID-19 are, are participating in this program. We're still requiring W-9s and then one additional document just to prove the business location in Mesa, even if it is a home-based business. So something with your business name on it, um, including your MESA address. So it could be a TPT license, articles of incorporation, or a tax return. And then once you submit the technical assistance application, we anticipate that um, the applicants will hear back on their request within about two weeks. We'll try and get it done a little bit quicker than that, but um, we want to allow ourselves a couple of weeks to do that. And we'll contact the recipients via email. Um, but always, always check back on this website, which is different from the grant assistance program. This is forward slash cares biz tech assistance. And we're actually going to be working with our partners and having them deliver the curriculum. So for example, we have an RFP out right now asking for a variety of these services. Um, we anticipate that we'll be working with some of the nonprofits, perhaps the Mesa Chamber, Chamber, perhaps Visit Mesa, to deliver different curriculum on marketing, um, web development, uh, financial planning, business planning. And it may not necessarily be the Mesa Chamber 
staff delivering this program programming. It might be a consultant that has worked with the Mesa Chamber and put together a package and then they're offering that through a variety of ways, whether that be a webinar or one-on-one -on -one consulting, um, that sort of thing. So this will be promoted um, or presented a little bit more in depth at the um, council study session next Thursday on the 28th. So we'll have this fleshed out a little bit more, but um, you guys are hearing it first here. Again, questions and websites in the call center. Um, also, if you do have uh, specific questions that you want to ask of any staff, Nick Zito, Kelly Keffer, and Jeff Robbins at the City of Mesa are also available um, to chat via email. And, um, and they, they are there standing by. So if you um, have questions, now is the time. I hope, I hope this is helpful. Um, we've done our best to put together a, a fairly comprehensive program. And the goal is to really help as many Mesa businesses as we possibly can who are negatively affected due to COVID-19. You ready for some questions? I am ready for some questions. <laughs> so um, some of these will be questions that were probably answered as you went through the presentation, but I thought it would be a good idea to give you the opportunity to kind of reiterate some things. So if, if we do have people that speak different languages and they want to call the helpline, will they just, when they call the helpline, how will that process work? I think the best option is to call the helpline and try to schedule an appointment. And if you have an English speaker who can assist in that process, that would be great. If not, um, they usually have Spanish speakers on staff, um, all, same hours as the call center. So Spanish, I'm not concerned about. Um, the other languages would be best uh, with an appointment, but that could be set up through the call center or if you know of someone um, who needs help with, you know, Filipino, for example, that would be something I would suggest reach to the Asian Chamber of Commerce. They can match you up with someone who can speak the language and walk them through the application. Very good. So, um, and, I, and I know, again, some of these questions will be questions that were asked before you had reached certain points in the presentation. But if a business has received a PP loan and is only seeking to get the technical assistance program, you did indicate that they would be able to do that. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And if, if they go on to the financial assistance grant application now and they fill it out, they're, they're still allowed to fill it out. They just won't be, they, they just won't receive grant funding, but we can use that data then and hopefully roll it over into the technical assistance program. So they won't necessarily have to fill out as much on the technical assistance application, but they will, they will be eligible for the technical assistance. Yes. Cool. Um, in, in the process of filling out the, the form, you had mentioned that there were some categories that people would indicate their business fit in. Um, do you happen to know offhand what category uh, catering would fall into? I think that would be restaurants. I can come back. 
to that. Um, that's the other thing. It's sometimes helpful to actually look up um, your own industry and look up on the NAICS codes what it would be. So, um, that might even be professional and technical services. And I, I know the call center has also been helpful in, um, in kind of guiding that process, but I, I think it fits best, um, in the professional and technical services or restaurant, but it's. So is there know, a way if, if, for example, um, a caterer puts it into a certain category and in review, it's like, eh, it probably doesn't fit there. Is there, uh, is there any sort of follow-up that would happen with that business to say, hey, I know you put this category, but perhaps you would be better in this other category? Or, I mean, is it going to impact their ability to get those funds, I guess? No, it won't impact their ability to get, to get the funds. For example, um, at the very beginning of this process, we had a few um, a few applications come in and they just selected other. I'm not sure they really even glanced at the list because they, it, they were obvious restaurants or something very you know simple that you could select from the list. Um, and we just moved them into the category that they belong. Okay, so the category isn't, this, isn't gonna preclude or, or prohibit someone from receiving the funding if they otherwise would, would qualify. Correct. Um, unless, for example, they are um, correct. I, yeah, I don't think that would, would necessarily matter. They would have to be ineligible for some other reason. Right. Okay. So um, a little bit of a forward-looking question next. Um, obviously, if a business has received PPP or EIDL, and now we're looking at this particular city program that precludes them from uh, receiving those funds if they receive PPP or EIDL. Do you see anything on the horizon in terms of an additional program that might help a business um, down the road in, you know, in the event that this extends longer than say the eight weeks that, that PPP, especially PPP was designed to help? Um. Well, I will say that there are always um, programs and resources available. And, you know, it, the, the thing that's so interesting is that the, the impact on the community has been so um, massive that I think everybody has rallied around the idea that we, we need to save these businesses now, which is absolutely true. Um, we, we have been, the, the Office of Economic Development, the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, we have been advocates and resources for small businesses for decades. And we have always assisted small businesses. So for us to, quickly rally and put together, you know, a, a, a portal with a long list of resources and assistance that was available for small businesses was not terribly difficult. The, the, the hard thing is 
finding the businesses who need help and matching them with the right resources because so many of the businesses don't know how to ask or who to ask and they feel very alone and alienated and um, especially in, in this situation where you have businesses who are struggling and they're trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, make their next buck or, or pay, pay payroll. Um, they don't have time to make phone calls to some of the resources that are available, but we, we encourage them to at least reach to the chamber or to the office of economic development. I put a slide up here that has our Mesa cares business assistance center um, where we have a long list of, of resources available and, and we can try and help in, in some way, shape or form. Again, we've, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, certainly the, the COVID-19 pan pandemic has required us to operate at a, at a new level of service, but I think we have all sort of rose to the challenge and collectively are partnering in, um, in a really strong way and a meaningful way to make sure the businesses, if at all possible, are not only saved, but strengthened. And then obviously are more sustainable and their business models are more sustainable and resilient going forward. Very good. So the next question is a little bit of a confirmation on what it is that you can apply for as part of this funding. Just to be clear, um, you had indicated that you can apply for funding for uh, three months of lease, three months of utilities, and you can ask for both of those within your ask. Is that correct? That is correct. So, so combine that total together as long as you can you know, differentiate which is which kind of a thing? Yes. Okay. Um, next question, again, a little bit of a forward asking question. Does it look like uh, at the rate that you're receiving applications, does it look like this money is going to get entirely allocated? And if it isn't, is there any possibility that there would be funds left over for a second round, maybe for some of the funds that received a small amount of PPP or EIDL funding? Great question. I actually wanted to get some real-time updates on the number of applications that we have received and the amount of dollars requested. So right now, it looks like um, the requested expenses for the applications that are in review. And we've had more, there are 404 applications in review. Um, we've actually had a lot more applications than that, but several have been um, marked ineligible due to not being a Mesa address or they've already received CARES funding. So out of those um, 404, we have about 6.5, $6.1 million in requests for funding. So that's actually good news. Um, we've been really pleased with um, the volume. I think that we were expecting a little bit more, but I, I think that the volume has been good in terms of number of applicants. But the, 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 other, the other part to that is we have more funding available. So please apply. 
Um, if you know other businesses who you think might be eligible, at least have them check it out, have them apply. Um, there will likely not be a second round of funding, mainly because we have the technical assistance program and the marketing program, and there are also other, um, other areas within the city that need additional funding, um, not necessarily on the food security side, although that might, that might be an option, but I know they're working on um, a utilities assistance program that's household based. So there, there are, there's kind of a long queue of, um, of programs that we're, that we're looking at. Um, this is, this was really the, one of the highest priorities that we wanted to make sure we get funded. So um, just to remind everybody, if you have a question, please feel free to post it in the chat. We do have a couple of minutes. I can still ask a few more questions. I do have one more question. Um, to clarify the technical assistance, so the technical assistance portion of this would not be to reimburse us for any of the services listed that we might have already incurred as a business, but to receive assistance and guidance only. Is that correct? That is correct at, at this time, yes. We have talked about potentially um, offering some sort of reimbursement that would have to be applied for and then um, approved. For example, signage. I'm just using this as an example because um, some, some of the businesses obviously have needed signage to mark where they're sanitizing stations are or to mark um, just what tables have been sanitized or that sort of thing. So they need more sanit you know, more signage in their businesses. So could we say, you know, after June 1st, if you need to purchase signage, you can do it through this contractor and we'll reimburse or we'll, you know, we'll pay for up to $500 per business um, that is not clear yet. Um, I think to, you know, we're trying to keep this somewhat clean and manageable from an administration perspective. So if that, if that happens to come in as a proposal from um, one of the uh, vendors that we're going to be working with, like the Mesa Chamber or Visit Mesa or NEDCO or LISC, um, we could certainly consider that. Okay. And um, is the money that you would receive through the program taxable? Uh, that is a question for a CPA, which I am not. So we, could, we could get some technical assistance on that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, one last call for questions. If you have any questions, please feel free to post them in the chat. Um, says, I don't have any questions listed. I'm going to turn this back over to Sally and let Shall her... We uh, I see that uh, Supervisor Sellers is on the call with us. Um, Jack, do you have a question? you have any comments? I, I guess my main question was, and you might have covered this, but is there is there a maximum amount a company can request? That is a great question. At this time, we don't we don't have a specific number in mind for a ceiling there there may have to be a cap um based on what we get in you know by sunday and by the amount of funds we have 
to allocate. On the technical assistance side, we are planning to have some sort of a cap that a business can receive in value. So for example, if a business prioritized and ranked three different things, if they wanted a website built and they wanted legal uh, consulting and they wanted IT support, they would have to prioritize what they want first. So say they pick web development and they spend 20 hours with a company building a website and that company is charging $150 an hour, they might be capped at $7,500 worth of value. So after they finish the 20 hours of work, they would have some money left and they could move to their legal services project and use some use some funding for that. But it's all through the Mesa Cares funds and it's going through the vendor to the end um, to the end delivery mechanism, whether that be a uh, an attorney, whether that be an HR consultant or a restaurant consultant, um, but it's going through like the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, for example, as a as a vendor. Very impressive. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for the questions. <laughs> uh, yes. We will send a copy of this recording out to everybody who is on here, and then obviously our, the rest of our membership will receive it also. Um, I know that Abby, I think Abby's still on the call. Abby is with um, Senator McSally's office. Abby, did you have any comments that you want to make? Um, no, just thanks so much for detailing this all out. Um, I'll also be trying to send it out to as many people as possible. So um, great. Keep up the great work and continue to let me know how we can be of assistance. Obviously, Sally, you have my email and a bunch of yeah. our contact info, so feel free to share it around. Thank you. Looks like there's another question. Bob, are you on that? Yeah, so um, Jay, just real quick, um, what kind of what's the process for determining that a business has been impacted? Is it basically through their own representation or is there uh, some sort of proof request? So we know uh, what businesses have been closed or affected due to executive orders. One of the, one of the parameters that we um, set early on was, you know, we want to make sure to prioritize those industries who have experienced the biggest negative impact. So hotels, restaurants, retailers, but there are still industries that have been affected due to the stay-at-home order. Um, oddly enough, some industries have, have um, been doing just fine or have increased um, their services and increased revenues, but some of those businesses, we, we really do kind of have to look at on a case-by-case -case basis because if they're not, um, you know, if, if, 60% of their customer base is now unemployed, there's not a demand for those services or there's a demand for the services, but they can't pay for it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. It, it might be, you know, an auto mechanic shop where they weren't necessarily closed because of executive order, but they could demonstrate that, you know, I had to lay off 10 of my techs because 
we weren't getting the business in here um, to, to be able to support that. Uh, and they didn't apply for PPP. They didn't receive EIDL because maybe they were underbanked or they're an underserved business. There are a number of factors, but, but we have the ability to kind of look at that um, blindly from the business name, but we can look kind of by industry and mm -hmm. notice that, oh, it's in, it's in the auto industry. That wasn't necessarily closed, but we can obviously look at the other fields that they filled out and see that there's a need. Right. All right, I don't see any more calls coming in, so I think we'll wrap it up, but Jay, thank you for your time. And obviously, not just today, but you've put so much time into this program. I'm still thinking that you must just lay awake at night <laughs> and thinking about all the things that are going on with this program. Actually, it's two programs, right? I mean, it is. It is. Thank you. Yeah. I, have a, I have a team of people um, helping and they are they are working on it harder than I am. So that's that's the benefit. Um, it really it really takes a village to do this. So thank you. Well,